we're going to talk a lot about uh, why Google is not like Instagram. I see a lot of issues where people, you know, they want to treat Google um, kind of like it's Instagram where they think they have to post all the time. They think they have to be super consistent. Well, I'm not saying you can't be consistent. Uh, what I've found is that with Google, it's just not the same as Instagram. It's not like you have to play the same uh, sort of consistency game. So that's what we're going to talk about a lot. And we're also going to do some of the SEO audit stuff. So, um, you know, make sure you're sticking around for that. And I'm real quick, just going to make sure that we're actually running here. Got good audio. Like I said, I really don't trust Facebook very much at all with, uh, being able to relay to me if the video is actually playing. Cause like right now it says that the video isn't playing, but I can see on my phone that it is playing. So feedback from you guys is awesome. If you can just say, Hey, yeah, Jeff, everything sounds good. Everything looks good. Or if it doesn't, let me know because we're going to get started, and I just want to make sure that everybody can actually hear me. So, man, SEO. Um, one of the big things that I've been been seeing lately is uh, we've been seeing some good jumps. Man, we had uh, someone that joined recently, and um, I'm going to see if I can share. I want to screen share with this with you because this is like huge. I'm probably going to post this. They started trying to rank on Google on the. What is this? 27th of July, and today's the 3rd, and they're already at number 36. So I'm not going to give their name because I don't know if they'd want me to or not. But um, that's pretty stinking fantastic. So that's just some good news that, like, you know, if you're implementing easy SEO, you can make huge leaps in a very, very short amount of time. Like I said, this is, uh, this is June 27th, or excuse me, not June 27th, July 27th. I, I misspoke. So July 27th was when this uh, this particular person started trying to rank, and then here it is on the 3rd. And uh, so what is that? That's like four days. No, not four days. What is that? Let me look at my calendar here. <laughs> We've got, so here's where they started trying to rank. So that's like one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, it's seven days because if you go straight down. I may not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but... I think I understand easy SEO at least. So um, let's talk. We're gonna jump. We're gonna try to jump straight into things because you know today I think I'm gonna be staying on for maybe about 30 minutes ish. Uh, if we go longer than that, which we normally do, honestly, then great. But if we can keep it shorter, I want to do that. So what I am gonna talk about a lot, as I mentioned before, is why Google is not like Instagram, and that you don't have to be consistent with SEO in order to rank. Now, this may fly in the face of a lot of what you've heard about SEO, but it's actually very true. The reason that it's true is because Google is set up a little bit differently than Instagram. And uh, we're going to screen share here in just, just a second, and I'll show you exactly what I'm talking about. So bear with me as I get this window open. Um, you know, Instagram and Google both do paid ads, right? It's pretty well known that they're both doing paid ads, but they actually kind of do ads differently, right? So, like, if we um, if we look at Instagram, let's see if I can get it pulled up here. What you'll find is is that, um, you know, you get ads in the same place that the organic stuff is showing up at. So, when people are paying for ads, it ends up popping up exactly where you're scrolling, like consistently in these locations. So when someone is paying for ads, 
um, they're competing like specifically with the organic search results. And so what's happened over time is that Instagram prioritizes ads in a lot of ways uh, to where it starts competing with the organic results. So for instance, you know, if we have Instagram over here, that's the worst Instagram ever, but the Instagram icon, um, you know, you've got like your organic stuff and then add, and this can happen in stories as well, right? Like it's mixed, ever, it's, it's all mixed in. So you've got ads showing up all within the content. And so what you got to do is you got to keep posting consistently because it's, it's hyper consistent, right? So whoever's posting the most wins to a degree because number one, everybody's getting served in those organic search results over and over and over again. The more and more they post that, I mean, those are pushing other posts out of the way. Then you've got people paying ads where they've got big dollar bills to be able to eat up this real estate. And guess what? Instagram really likes dollar bills. And this is why over the years we've seen such a huge shift from organic. We'll write OR for organic to paid advertising. And, you know, we've, we, we keep hearing, oh, man, the algorithm used to be so good. The algorithm used to be so good, and it was like you could always get, you know, all your likes and everything, and all of a sudden it was like people that were getting, you know, 200 likes all of a sudden started getting 150, and then it was like they were getting 100 on average, and then it was like they were getting 50 on average, and then it, it just it keeps on trending that way so much because Instagram has this sort of setup where the ads are all competing with the organic, um, the organic posts. Okay, so we can contrast that a little bit to Google. Okay, G for Google, because Google actually has little cages for ads, right? So when you first do, um, if when you first do a Google search, you you know the first couple of results or three results or whatever are ads, right? So you've got this little cage here. Then you have your business listings, which every so often I see like maybe one sponsored post in here, but these are primarily organic. Okay, OR for organic. And so you've got this pretty much completely separate from this. Okay, so that they've they've got these little cages here. Ads stick here for the for completely, right? No organic stuff here. And then you've got organic search results primarily right here in this business, uh, this business section. And then what uh what Google has done is they've also started doing sort of like these snippet things. And these are organic. So that's a place where you can also show up. And then they've got their organic search results. And then they've got another little, you know, paid ad section. So what ends up happening is you've got these, these pins, these cages where ads stay. And the ads actually compete directly with those ads in those sections. But they don't really compete with organic search results. Now, even beyond that, there's also Google Images, right? So we'll just say GIM. <laughs> if we put GI, people would be thinking gastrointestinal, and that's not what we want. So you've got Google Images, which is also organic search results. 
So you've you've got all these. Let's see, let's count them so far. One, two, three, four spots that are pretty much all organic search results, and that's why Google is a lot different in how it serves content, both organic and paid advertising, because it creates these little pinned-in areas where those things are fed. Now, you, back to consistency, why does this matter for consistency? Well, it matters for consistency because Instagram, you have to be consistent here. That is that is one of the, algor- the, the aspects of the algorithm that Instagram looks at heavily is consistency, where Google doesn't necessarily look at frequency of posting as a large determiner of consistency. Google wants to see consistency in terms of what I call, well, not just me, but lots of people call authority. So Google loves authority. And authority comes from, you know, your words on your page lining up with what others are saying about you. It's a little thought bubble. So if other websites are talking about you and those websites are about a certain topic, Google says, oh, well, they're more authoritative because, you know, you, you're, they're, you're getting these links and stuff. And so the words on your page, the content matter, what other people are saying about you, there's lots of little things that add up to authority. But one of those, from my experience, is not consistent, like, consistency. For example, I have a website that I posted. Um, I made the website... Gosh, it's probably been um, – I'm just making sure that everybody can hear me. Okay, cool. Um, I made this website, and I posted one blog post, and it was like three years ago. And I didn't do anything else to it, and I haven't really done anything to it since. And it still ranks number one for the keywords I wanted it to rank for. Likewise, with my photo website – the majority of my work I did a number of years ago, <clears throat> and then I haven't really done any big updates since. So this applies to blogging because, you know, I think a lot of times in the SEO world, people are like, oh, well, you know, to uh, to succeed, you have to treat Google like this. You have to blog, right? You have to blog a lot. And if you blog a lot... Google will see that and decide that you should rank better. Whereas Google isn't really looking for this. Like I said, I know of websites where they I know of websites where they don't even really blog at all and they rank really really well. For instance, even my own website where I am not really blogging <laughs> and I don't have to blog because Google is more so looking for the authority. So, this is more so what we're concerned about versus the blogging. Now, blogs can add to authority, and there's strategies for that. And I actually teach people in the Easy SEO program how to blog for authority, right? So there are reasons that blogging is good, but it is just not like, oh, well, I'm going to if I just blog enough. Some some of the people that are in my Easy SEO program, I say, hey, if you can get three pieces of authoritative content out, that's pretty much you're doing great. If that's all you do now. If you want to blog weddings and stuff like that, like as a wedding photographer, yeah, you know, you may want to blog your weddings for clients to see, stuff like that, or maybe you want to rank for a specific venue. I'm not saying that you, there aren't other strategies to blogging, but in terms of building authority and creating a 
user experience that helps people trust your website and to find themselves drawn into your website, it's more about authority. It's more about showing yourself as an export, excuse me, expert, more about building trust with people. And that's something that is long-term. So all this is long-term. I'm just going to put LT to keep it short. Um, so this is why, like, I can update my website three, four years ago or whatever, and today, years later, it still ranks on the first page of Google because Google is, is not necessarily saying who's putting out the most pages. Google's saying who appears to be the most authoritative. And I've said this before, but Google's a person. Like, quote-unquote, a person, right? It's not literally a person, but Google has a brain and eyes and, and you know, it has an algorithm. It has robots that scour the web, crawlers, right? It also has a mouth on the, you know, when someone does a Google search, they see Google speaking who it is recommending. And a lot of times we treat Google as sort of like this robotic, like, well, if I can just do enough technical things, then, you know, I can, uh, I can get Google to rank me. And it's very robotic. But the problem is, is that especially as we move into the future, Google is not just a thing to be tricked. It is a quote unquote person that we have to market to. And so Google is word of mouth. Google is not just, <clears throat> oh, they found me on a search engine. It is, Google is a word of mouth. So that's where it becomes very, very important to make that distinction between, you know, okay, Instagram, oh, I've got to be super consistent. And the day I stop posting, making posts, and spending that 30 minutes or an hour or however long you spend a day on Instagram, that's, that's almost directly correlated with how many inquiries I get. With Google, on the other hand, the way that I teach it within the Easy SEO program is you learn how to do the upfront work that then becomes almost automated to where your SEO grows itself, and so authority builds over time on autopilot. So that way you keep ranking. You rank better and better over time. You rank for more keywords over time, and you keep getting more and more inquiries over time. That's the big difference. So if you're someone that's kind of like, ah, oh, you know what, um, I just hate to do Google because it's going to eat up so much of my time. Or I hear a lot of people say, well, I don't, I just want to pay somebody to do my SEO for me. I always kind of go, oh, that's too bad, because Google really doesn't take that much setup if you know what you're doing, if you know the step by step framework to be able to do it. It's minimal upfront effort, really. And then long-term gains, whereas Instagram is consistent effort for diminishing returns, right? So we kind of talked when I was showing you the picture about how Instagram keeps, I mean, when they started moving into ads being so huge, which I think was about the same time that Facebook bought them out, that's when we started seeing a lot of the organic engagement go down. I'm not saying you can't jump into the ad game as well. But I will say I the only time I've ever done ads for, for my wedding photography business, it's never been really good. <laughs> this has been years ago. And I'm not saying you can't do it and actually do it good. 
But I will say that I don't really care to run ads for my wedding photography business. Um, some of you may have seen ads for my Easy SEO program uh, where you can watch the free case study. I do run Facebook ads for that just because um, I do think it's effective for that kind of stuff. So Google does not have to – it's not an either-or game in my opinion. But you can use SEO to supercharge things like ads. So to be really targeted, we can take what, the information that we get when people visit our site – and then turn that into targeted ads. You know, so this is not about, oh, you know, should I do Instagram or should I do Google or should I do ads? I think it's best to master one thing, and if you can master the one thing, then move on to the next. And for me, for instance, because I was able to master SEO first, I'm now able to take that and apply it towards ads. I still, to this day, don't really care to do a lot of Instagram. It's just very time-consuming. I'm a big believer in the 80-20 rule. It's like 80% or excuse me, yeah, 80% of your results come from 20% of your efforts. So why waste a bunch of time on something that I don't feel that I'm getting a big return on investment when I could actually be using that time on something that would get me a bigger return on investment? So that's why you can go to my uh, Jeff and Michelle photo Instagram and see, I don't. The, it's probably been like a month since we posted last, and we're very, very inconsistent. Mostly because I just use it for, I post when I want to. It's more of an artistic expression at this point. Um, we sometimes, I think, have brides that they find us on Google or wherever, and then they look at our Instagram. So I don't mind keeping the Instagram up and using it here and there. But I, I completely don't depend upon it for. Um, for inquiries and for my basic business. So um, I know that we did have a question uh, from Cara, Carolina. I think it's Carolina. It could be Carolina. You can let me know in the comments. But she asks, having a lot of pages indexed could actually hurt you, right? So this is one of those questions that uh, I, I don't think so. It's not something I've ever worried about. Having a lot of pages indexed is not a bad thing from what I know. Um, again, though, like for me... I'm focusing on creating a user experience for Google and for the people that are visiting my website. If me having a lot of pages indexed isn't hindering that, I don't worry about it. And Google's not going to look like if you have a bunch of indexed pages, in my opinion, from my experience, Google's not going to be like, oh, you're not authoritative. So what we tend to do, and I'm going to actually clear uh, my little whiteboard here and switch over. Uh, to that again, because I want to show you what I'm talking about. You know, we tend to go, oh, there's all these little techie things that I need to focus on, and that's actually not a tornado. This is the techie things that we're supposed to focus on. It does look like a tornado, though. And we focus on all these things, and it's they're really not that big a deal, like nine times out of ten, okay? And you you have to remember, like, I've never claimed to be an SEO expert, but I do have thousands and thousands of people visiting my website, unique people visiting my website every month, and I do rank on Google for thousands and thousands of keywords. Okay? So you can take that as you will, but what I've always focused on has really been, okay, what does Google want to hear and see? How can I treat Google like a person? 
And I will say that's worked out very well for me, and it's worked out very well for my members that are in the Easy SEO program. So, you know, there's all these techie things. We'll put T for techie that people focus on, and it's just not that helpful. You know, it's just, it's not helpful. But on the opposite side of the spectrum, there's, this is going to be a domino. This is, no, I got to draw that again. Sorry, that was absolutely horrible. Uh, <laughs> There's a domino. If you don't know what a domino is, look it up. Right? I'm going to just draw a makeshift domino. I have no idea if this is accurate. There's a big domino that you can push over, and that domino is, is the user experience for your website. If you would just create the user experience, all the other dominoes after, which is you ranking for keywords, all fall down. You see? So we, it's like, we want to focus. So many people want to focus on these little bitty things, like, um, oh well, I need to optimize all my images and put alt tags on all my images. It's not bad to do that, you know. Or site speed. I got to get my site speed just a little bit faster. I've shown some people in this group. My site speed is like a five. It is so low. I I will I will show you how horrible my site speed is because and I don't fix it, um, because. I think it's kind of a testament, like, because you hear everybody that's an SEO guru is like, well, fix your site speed and everything will be okay. And, um, you know, I'm not telling you that it won't help. I do tell people if you export photos, like, export them optimally because, you know, it's there's no sense in hurting your site speed on purpose. You know, but, uh, and this will take just a second to load, so you'll have to be patient. So while that's loading, let's go back. Um you know, site speed, and there's all kinds of stuff in this little category where people waste time on these technical things that don't move the needle. They, they're they not the big domino, where instead you could be focusing on the user experience of people coming to your site, and including Google in that group, and that's the big domino, okay? So here's here's my site's performance, which includes speed. It's a five. That's horrible right? But my website ranks for thousands and thousands of keywords. I'm on the first page of Google for tons of stuff. I have articles that rank above the knot, above Wedding Wire, above Brides, above Martha Stewart Weddings. So what I'm trying to say is speed and a lot of these techie things are not actually what moves the needle. Does that make sense to everybody? And I do uh, I do want to go ahead and check the comments. Just Carolina Carolina says that it's pronounced Carolina, which is great. Um, awesome. Yeah, and, and you know, if you're watching this and you're kind of like, I have no idea what we're talking about or I don't understand SEO at all, that's totally fine. You're in a good place because the people that I see struggle a lot are the people that they actually don't, like what they do is they they focus on all those techie things, the technical things that I was talking about, and they're always about SEO improvement. I've always said SEO improvement is like the worst thing you can do, and it will eat up your time. And you, I see a lot of people, they don't even know where they rank on Google. They're like, I don't know where I actually rank, but I followed the advice of somebody, and I think my SEO got better. I'm like, that's not a very measurable... <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't measure like you can't see. Oh, I made progress. That's why I tell people all the time: use SEO Edge, the app. You can track your progress. But I see so many people that get caught up in all those technical things because they're trying to improve their SEO. It's time consuming. Um, it's frustrating, and you can't actually 
track your progress very easily. I'm not about SEO improvement. I'm about SEO transformation. And this is not just being kitschy. This is like a for real thing. Like you can focus on just improving your SEO with all these tedious steps that are just so annoying. And trust me, like way back in the day, that's when I first started wanting to rank on Google, it's like, oh, I need to do all these little things. And they're completely disconnected from branding, completely disconnected from all the things that you are actually really good at. You just need to know how to do it in the context of communicating with Google. So the transformation is about applying the framework of how you communicate to Google. Now, that starts at keywords, right? You've got to do effective keyword research. You've got to be able to actually choose keywords that get volume. And you can use a free tool like Ubersuggest. But then it's plugging them in the right place. And, and there's a lot of pitfalls in all these areas, but if you do it right, where you have the right keyword research, you plug it into your title, your H1s, your, your homepage content, and there's, believe me, there's tons of strategies that I teach people in the Easy SEO program to be able to do this effectively and quickly. But that's part of building your initial, what I call your spearhead, so you can communicate to Google what your website's actually about. Now, there's all sorts of other things that we can't get into right now because I do have to be somewhere by like 4.30 and it's already 3.40 here. But, you know, that's sort of the basics to get into. But the, the problem I see with many people is they want to just get into SEO improvement. That's why I always recommend, and I'll put a link for this in the comments, I really highly recommend watching my Easy SEO case study, being able to go watch that, learn a little bit more about the history of it, and, you know, I do have a way for you to actually apply for the program and book a call. We can kind of talk a little bit about your business, what your goals are, and then you can, if, if it sounds like it's still a good fit, then you can actually tap into that step-by-step -step framework that people like Lee, um, you all have probably seen him. I just posted a testimonial. Lee, you know, he's number two for wedding photographer in D.C., DC wedding photographer, he's got a number of keywords that he ranks for, but he's on the first page of Google, number two spot, battling it out with the knot, wedding wire, and he can tell you, easy SEO is much easier than your traditional SEO that you read so much about when you get all these improvement tips. And again, the reason why we're talking about this is because I hear way too many people wasting time. They're like, either one, they are blogging themselves, or two, they're paying someone to blog for them. Or three, they're feeling guilty for not blogging. And I see people that, believe me, I see people that have lots of blogs that don't really rank for anything that ever turns into cash. You can have blogs and keywords and all that stuff and it never turn into cash. And so with an easy SEO, I'm like, look, if you're not getting cash for your keywords, it's a waste of your time. That's why keyword research is so important. And you can do keyword research for your homepage, for blogs, for everything. There is a way to blog effectively. But do never think of blogs as equated to um, Instagram posts. Okay, that's what I see. It's like, well, I have to post on Instagram consistently, and that's how I get business from Instagram. So therefore, if I post on Google all the time, I'll get business from Google. It's just not like that. There are better ways. Um, w one of the ways that... I recommend, let's see if I can pull, where'd my, where'd my whiteboard go? I've got to get my whiteboard back up here. 
And uh, we'll, we'll go over this, and then we're actually going to jump into a, to an audit. And uh, so if you haven't, you can go ahead and comment your website. And, um, you know, that way we can do, maybe we can get somebody a uh, free SEO audit. I'm not going to be able to do everybody today because, like I said, I do have to be somewhere. But if you're interested in getting a free live audit right now, go ahead and comment your website into the comments. I will do my best to catch somebody, uh, and uh, and we'll do that here in just a second. So, you know, with blogging, again, there's the strategy of just blog a lot, whereas with with and this is just your traditional SEO guru advice, and with uh, Easy SEO, which we'll put Easy S. I say quality over quantity. So, you know, you might have just a few blogs, but you have them structured in the way to where you've done the re the keyword research, the market research, so you know that these are actually going to reach a target audience. And what happens is if you're doing this correctly, you end up getting people. Remember I, earlier I talked about authority and how Google really gets concerned about authority. That's my – that looks like a tree branch. I really need to make it look not like a tree branch. It's a – It's this is word bubble. Okay, so you get people – um, talking about your article, and that helps build authority. Now, again, there's a lot of... I'm really keeping it super simple here, okay? But that's because this... Believe me, in the ECSO program, I dive deep into all this. I have to be pretty um, basic here because there's other concepts that go into understanding this at a deeper level and how to actually implement it. But basically speaking, that if you have these solid articles that are structured correctly, then you get buzz and what happens is these articles actually build your website's authority over time on autopilot so again this is why you don't have to be consistent with google because it's more about authority and quality than it is about consistency okay so 20 percent 20 percent of your efforts equal 80 percent of your results and that's where Easy SEO comes in. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of taking advantage of Google. So, yeah. Any questions about that? I'm gonna go ahead and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and check the uh, the comment section. See if we got any questions or comments so far. Let's see. We've got Carolina. She says after. Uh, oh, I'm asking because my site was ranking okay, and after removing some posts from the index, it went all the bottom of the list. Hmm. I'm not sure. Uh, and you have a sad face, so I think that was bad. I don't know for sure how to answer that. <laughs> but, yeah, you don't usually want to remove posts, in my opinion. I don't know who gave you that advice, but um, unless it's duplicate content, I would not go removing old posts. That's kind of like, to me, that would be a, a bad idea. So don't do that. Uh, oh, I think we're back. I think the audio. Let's see. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so let's. Um, I don't know if we have any other questions right now. Um, if you do have more questions, you can go ahead and drop and let me know if you can hear me now. But looks like we've got a few 
websites up. So I'm just going to go with the person that commented first. And uh, let's see. I think we're I think we're good on audio now. So that's good. So let's go ahead and go to who was first. I think it was. I think it was Dawn. And if we can get through this pretty quickly, then what we'll do is we'll do like maybe another SEO audit. But but again, you know, if you have more questions about this kind of stuff, totally let me know. And what I'll do before I forget about it, um, in the comments, I'm gonna go ahead and put a link to where if you do want to watch the the case study and kind of learn a little bit more about Easy SEO, and and it will add you to the newsletter list. I mean, if you don't want that, that's fine. But you know, I do put like free training. You'll actually get a free training video in there, access to that. And that's a really good place to start if you haven't started already. So I'm going to go ahead and put that in the comment section. So again, click that link and you want to be able to watch that. And you do get into the newsletter, like I said, and you will get free training. You'll get like a series of emails. But watch that video. And if you're really interested in like, really, really just ranking on Google, cutting out the fluff, cutting out anything that like the frustration, the wasted time, and actually ranking on Google and getting eyeballs on your website so that you can book leads on autopilot with minimal upfront effort and even more minimal long-term effort where you just keep ranking, book a call. You know, you'll have to fill out an application and book the call. Book the call. I'm very choosy who I actually let into this program. So, um, it's one of those things where the people that join the program, we really aim to get results. It's not just like, okay, oh, let me dabble in this. No, if you want to stop wasting time and you want to stop doing improvement SEO and you really want to take easy SEO and ranking your site seriously, make sure you click that link and uh, watch the case study video and then uh, be sure to fill out the application and book a call. Be excited to talk with you. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and jump into website audits. Thanks, thanks, Lee. Lee says I'm the man. I think that's a compliment. Okay, cool. So captured, let's get this up here and then we'll start in on our uh, SEO audits. All right, I'm gonna screen share here in just a second. All right, I think everyone can see this. Gotta get rid of cookies? How do I... So the first thing I think as I'm, I'm, I'm coming to your site, because again, like I mentioned, SEO is very much about the user experience. So like when I come to your site, I don't know if it's like this on every browser, but like this is really tough because I'm like, it's telling me something. I don't know what this button does. I don't know what this button does. Um, I'm going to click it and actually see what it does. Okay, cool. It's like a chat box. Um... I, I don't know. I, I did this years ago, and I never found it to be helpful. So I'm not saying, like, if it's helpful for you, go for it. But, um, you know, I don't think it's very necessary, and I think it can kind of get in the way. I do believe this is going to be, like, the cookie thing, right? Yeah. So this is good, you know, having, like, an image for people to resonate with real quickly and then having a sort of call to action. You build up your authority real quick because you've, you know, you've had the, <clears throat> had the Couples Choice Awards for a number of years. You dive into your About Me. Good shot. You can see the whites of your eyes. Smiling face. That's fantastic. This is actually a good example 
of how to structure your website to where you, you instantly connect with your ideal client with a photo that is like, oh yeah, okay. So they see that, they're like, okay, that's that's I like that photo. They see the authority, they see you. And I, I generally recommend to um, to go back into authority. You know, um, if you can if you can build authority initially, get them serious about looking at you, and then build authority again versus just the look around. Okay, so the reason I say that is I tell people do not compete based on images. You do not want people to choose you just because your images are prettier than someone else's. You want people to see the ex expertise associated with you, and then. Once they've associated with you, you want to in, you want to keep building authority right below your about me. Now, going back to your about me, it looks like it cuts off here. I don't know what's going on with that, but that's definitely a huge user experience sort of thing where it's like I have no idea what's going on down here. You know, like so I would highly recommend fixing that, and then also consider how you can build authority here. <clears throat> you know, we were talking about blogs and how I tell people to blog effectively. One of the ways I tell people to blog effectively is actually to be able to blog authoritative articles here. So, you know, that's something to consider. And again, we don't have time to go into all of the in-depth things that I teach about that, but that's a good idea of just what to do up front. So continuing on, let's see here. I want to go ahead and look at your website, and I'm going to use a tool called Moz. I do a paid version of Moz. You don't have to. I like it because I, especially if it's a website that I've never looked at before, I can kind of gauge like, okay, well, where's the website at? How likely is it that they can rank? Do they have anything that looks spammy? <clears throat> and you can use a free version of Moz to actually see this stuff. So, like, I do encourage you that, like, if you've, especially if you've paid someone to do your SEO, it's really good to go ahead and use Moz, if for nothing else, to look at your spam score. The reason that you should look at your spam score is because if you have a bunch of spammy websites, remember we were talking about how building, uh, how Google looks at authority, and authority comes from people talking about you, right? Going back to our drawing, uh, if you have bad websites or spammy-looking websites talking about you, then that actually hurts your reputation, and that's where you end up getting a spam score. So the reason that people that that pay for SEO tend to encounter this problem is because the people they're paying for SEO, they're they're like, oh, well, I'm going to get them links. Well, they have a limited budget, and so they go and get these spammy links, and it's not very good for your SEO. So spam score of five is not the end of the world, but that's actually kind of high. I tend to look for like a one or two, but that again, that doesn't mean it's the end of the world. What you can do, and we don't have time to get into this, but to fix this, you can go into Google and disavow links. That can be pretty helpful. But, you know, again, I don't know if I'd worry about it right now. That would be more like, a, you know, we got your site ranking. And then maybe as you're trying to work up the first page of Google, we're doing a few little tweaks. Oh, maybe we should disavow a few links and see if that helps you at all. So, you know, the techie things like this, for me, are usually more of a, oh, let's, let's make some of these, you know, we've done all the easy SEO stuff. We've got massive results. Now let's tweak it as we're going up the first page of Google. So going back, I also draw people's attention to this domain authority. Yours is a 10. It's on a scale from 0 to 100, with 100 being incredibly authoritative and trustworthy. 
Now, lots of things go into this. One is, you know, again, do you have other sites that are kind of talking about your site in a positive light? That affects domain authority, how old your site is, stuff like that. A 10 is fine. Um, I've seen uh, people as low as like a 7 rank on the first page of Google. I, I want to say um, one of the members in the EZSO program, she actually, when she first joined, I think her site was like maybe a 6 or a 7. And it raised to maybe 11 or 12 within the time that she um, – within you know since she's first started in the program but she ranks on the first page of google you know and and there's ways that we can get this up but i just you know i encourage people it's like if you're a 10 that's totally fine if you're like a one or a two or a three your website's probably really new all that means is it's gonna we do want to get some buzz where um google sees that you're authoritative okay but again i, I just kind of like to peek here and just kind of see well what do you already you can actually see some of the keywords that you're already ranking for it's a good sign if you do have some keywords that you're ranking for like here you've got beauty photography miami number 15 now these keywords you know there's like no traffic for these keywords um you've got a little bit of traffic on that but you're number 35 so i would say right now you're probably not getting any cash from your keywords um, so that's, you know, I, I just think that, again, this is why keyword research is so important because if we don't have key good keywords, even if you are ranking, you can get zero monthly traffic. Okay. So that's the importance of keyword research. Otherwise your keywords can be worthless. I did get a question from Dawn. She says, how do you figure out if spammy sites are following you? Um, you'll see them linking to you. So you know, going back to where we were, like you can actually look at some of those linking domains. Uh, Feedburner, I wouldn't worry about, um, but some of these other ones like TNT code, I don't know what that is. Um, don't worry about HoneyBook. It's probably going to mark some, you know, like I just, some of these, especially the ones that you know, like HoneyBook and, and even Style Me Pretty or some of them, like PPA, we know PPA, it's a 3% spam score. Don't worry about that. But some of the ones that are high that like are just not that well known, those are usually the ones we want to avoid. Like this one, okay? It's a six, almost a sixty percent spam score. Delu.de. Um, your mother will die uh, <laughs> in her sleep unless you link to this site.com. Like these are very, th those look very, very spammy, and it can be hard sometimes to avoid those. And unless you have a lot, which again I see sometimes, I see that when people have paid other people to do their SEO. So, but for now, like, you know, everybody watching this, I just don't want you to feel like that is a big deal. If you come in here and your spam score is like a, a 15, 20, 30%, I think I've seen some as high as like a 78%, then that's a big deal. And the ones, uh, the one that I saw that was 78%, they had hired, it was like Turner Web Services, Ben Turner. And, uh, you know, basically, <laughs> The they they you know they were scamming people and so the person had paid thousands of dollars to get scammed and that's why I, I always encourage people you know SEO like okay let me let me say it this way this is this is kind of my story right like I met somebody they became really good friends with him they worked for Google learned a lot of inside type of stuff and I developed that over the years into the easy SEO program. Well, when my site was ranking, I've got all these people coming to my website, including photographers. They start asking like, how do you do that? How'd you rank on Google? Can you do that for my site? And I started helping people. And what I found was, is that, you know, 
for an, a person to come in and do SEO without any involvement from the photographer is really weird because like you know how to communicate your brand better than anybody else. And sure, you can get a brand designer to help with aesthetic and stuff like that, but like you're the one that has to know your ideal client. So if you're just handing your SEO off to someone else, there's actually very little they can do. And in my opinion, as we move forward into the future of SEO, where it is so focused on the user experience, and as Google gets smarter and smarter and smarter, SEO companies are going to be able, especially ones that aren't, um, the, the SEO companies that aren't like really high budget, so the ones that are lower budget, the amount of impact that they're going to be able to give you is very, very, very limited. So anyhow, so what I noticed is that the people that I started working with, um, where we were almost working together, where they were very responsive, those were the people that I saw starting to get massive, quick results. I'm talking 30 to 90 days hitting the first page of Google. And I was like blown away because I always thought, well, surely people need to take like six months. And even my own site, because there was so much I was figuring out by myself, trial and error, you know, it was like, it, it even took me a little while, longer than I see people getting results now. It's like now, you know, there's there's people in the Easy SEO program that hit the first page of Google in like 30 days. There's been people um, that have hit the second page of Google in as little, I think, as like five days. So the ability to get massive results quickly, and I'm not saying these are typical. These results are like people that, again, they are saying, okay, I understand Easy SEO. I'm understanding it, and now I'm going to work. We're working together to be able to, to actually do the upfront work, the minimal upfront work. And so that's where the Easy SEO program actually evolved out of it was when I started getting so many questions and even started an agency but realized that I could get people more results if they were actually sort of understanding some of these very basic, easy, quick-to-implement principles themselves in the context of the help that our agency could provide. And so it's, you know, that was really uh, the evolution of that. So... Going back to the audit, because uh, we got a couple more things we can talk about. Uh, I, I love to be able to look at beyond all this stuff, because you know there's not a whole lot more to talk about here, especially with limited time. So you know I do like to go in, and what I do is I look at uh, kind of take a look at like what you're telling Google that your website is about. Um, you know, because you're not really ranking for anything consequential at this point, but you can rank. You're just not ranking with any consequence at this point. So, uh, you know, like your title, Palm Beach Wedding Photographers, you know, that, that's good that's in your title. It does communicate to Google that that's what your site is about. Same thing, you know, H1's good. You should only have one. I see this all the time, especially with show it sites where we get like 50 H1s. You really only want one. It's not a sin to have multiple H1s, actually, but you really want to use them correctly or it's very confusing to Google. So I always tell people, just have one. You want at least one, and if you know how to use them and you're an expert, use three or four or whatever you want to use, but you're probably going to confuse Google unless you really know what you're doing. So, you know, it's good. You've got your location in here, so that's that's good. Um, you don't have schema markup, and this is actually something that I, um, I, I'm starting to guess that you might be on Show It because I, I see this a lot on Show It. Uh, schema markup has some, been something that, it's one of those things. It's really not that technical, but it is on the scale of, you know, super non-technical things. It's a little bit more technical. Um, 
but really, really simple. Once you know what you need to do, um, you know, show it just has this issue where it does not automatically do this. And, and schema is used by Google to kind of quickly tell what your website is about. Um, and, and it just helps with Google. It helps with a few different things. So I, I have seen people within the program, once they fix this and they get schema, they actually do go up in rankings. So, you know, this is not a bad thing to have. Um, next, I want to go into density because density has to do with the words on your homepage because we are looking specifically at your homepage right now. And, and, and Don, I did see where you said, yes, you're on show it. Um, I'm, I'm not surprised that is, uh, this, this looks like a show it, <laughs> it's sort of, um, the, the, the quirks of show it are very evident here. You can still rank on show it. I have a number of people that use show it and it's great. So don't worry about that. It's just, you gotta know the quirks. So, you know, with, uh, your keywords though, your most prominent keywords, you know, right? So I'm looking at prominence here. Your most prominent keywords are let's explore Palm, explore Palm beach, Palm beach wedding. Beach wedding photographers, investment galleries about, galleries about home. So it's like some of these are fairly decent. And uh, if the if if the uh, prominence is decent, the next thing I kind of look at is a density. And usually I like to see a density, if it's some main keywords that you really want to rank for, I like to see a density of like at least 2%, if not sometimes higher. So, you know, that's that is kind of a big deal, and I, and I saw Don that you asked, can you fix it with Show It? And yeah, everything we've talked about so far, you can fix. Okay, like I said, Show It, it, it every, everything, Squarespace, WordPress, whatever, whatever, everything has its own quirks. Um, I've ranked my sites personally with Squarespace, you know, and people will tell you, oh, you got to get WordPress because WordPress will, you know, it's so much better. It's not true, in my opinion. Um, because there's people that I know are on WordPress or other, you know, um, website builders, and I rank better than they do. So I'm just saying you don't have to have WordPress. You can stay on show it. Um, I have somebody in the Easy SEO program that ranks on the first page of Google, and they use Wix. Okay, like you can use just about anything. So going back to this, there's just a lot of words here that. Um, that are looking fairly prominent that aren't really good keywords. So, you know, keyword research is how that gets solved. Now, coming down here to forward keywords, because I, I really only look at three and forward phrases. Um, it looks like our most prominent ones, going back to that same, uh, let's explore Palm Beach, Palm Beach wedding photographers. This is good that that's that prominent, actually. And you did hit here that 2%, which is pretty good. The reasoning that you're probably not ranking for this term currently has to do with other factors on your site and also um, being able to establish yourself as more of an authority with Google. And that's kind of where I'd say that most of your uh, your reason for not ranking for this so far, that's that's probably why. And, and I would recommend using, uh, excuse me, using SEO Edge and just kind of seeing where you actually rank. That's uh, That would be my tip to you. So, you know, that's just uh, some things to consider uh, that, um, you know, you, you, you've got enough, like you've got enough going for your website that you can rank. It's just a matter of being able to take the step-by-step -step sort of uh, framework to be able to get your site built up to where to Google it looks like you have expertise, authority, and trustworthiness. So Google starts referring you. 
Okay, that's what it comes back to. And, and a lot of that does have to do with, okay, well, do you have reputable sites that are linking to you, stuff like that. Um, now, your SEO gurus generally will say, uh, and a lot, a lot of times what you hear, and I don't want to say it's necessarily just the SEO gurus, but what you hear often is like, well, you got to get all the backlinks you can, backlinks, 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 but not all backlinks are the same, and you can waste a lot of time. And, and you know, like my site... Um, like my site, I, I don't, you know, I rank on the first page of Google and compete with a knot, but like the knot has like millions of backlinks. And if you don't know what a backlink is, that's when a website actually links to your website, right? So there are specific types of backlinks that I teach people to look for, and there's tools to look for them, all that stuff. I'm trying to keep it super boiled down right now because I know for many of us, this is the first time that you're actually encountering any sort of SEO um education or whatever you want to call it. So I'm not going to go too deep in all that, but there are specific types of links to look for. Your do follow links, right, are really good. Your no follow links, it's kind of like, eh. But if you're look, if you're appearing authoritative, generally speaking, it will help your SEO build up over time. You'll get people talking about your website, linking to your website, and sort of um, reaffirming that you are who you say you are. Right, so I, I I tell people and the people that are in my Easy SEO program hear me talk about the fireman analogy, right? Like the fireman analogy, and if you're if you're in here and and you've heard the fireman analogy, just just comment like a a little woohoo, like yeah, the good old fireman analogy, right? Um, the fireman analogy, all it is, and I'll show you this real quick, is as soon as I can share my screen, you know, if you're uh, on a street, and you need to get over here. There's a store over here that you want to go in. And, you know, the quickest way to get there is through an alley. But, like, there's a little guy here. Right? And he's uh, he's actually got, like, an axe. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you come strolling around. You see this guy in this alley. And you're like whoa, what's this guy doing with an axe? And then he's like, you know, back to my thought, my word bubble or whatever. He's like, I'm a fireman. And you're like, okay. Like, do you go down the alley? You know, there's a guy with an axe just dressed in plain clothes, but claiming to be a fireman. Do you walk down the dark alley to get to the shortcut to your store? Or do you take the long way, you know, to where you have to come on around? You probably take the long way, right? I mean, you can comment, tell me what you would do, but um, <laughs> I think you'd probably take the long way because this guy's got an axe. Well, but let's say he's also got a Dalmatian, and this is this is gonna be like the worst dog drawing you've ever seen. I'm just gonna stop there. He's got a Dalmatian. Like now he's now he's got a Dalmatian, right? Like firefighters have Dalmatians. That's a stereotype. Do you believe him at this point? You know, do do you say, oh yeah, he's He's a firefighter. He's got a dog. Got a Dalmatian. Probably not. But let's say all of a sudden he's in a fireman's outfit, right? He's got the whole air ventilation system and a helmet and all kinds of stuff. Axe, you know, to chop down a door in case, you know, he needs to save someone. He's got a Dalmatian. It's a lot more believable. But then all of a sudden, let's say there's a fire truck. That's a fire truck. Put FT just so you don't forget. <laughs> It's a lot more believable. But now let's say there's a, this building is actually on fire 
and there's a ladder, and he's getting ready to go up there, and he's like, I'm a fireman, don't come down this way. Now you're for sure going this way, right? And the moral of the story is that, you know, we're like this guy in the, in the alley. Google could be like, oh, I trust you. But if we have no reason for Google to trust us, then Google's not going to trust us. But if we have all these things that help build credibility with Google because we're communicating to Google who we are and what we do, then Google's going to trust us. Now, in this instance, it doesn't apply because, you know, Google doesn't go around to get to a store, so it's not a perfect analogy. But it is a good analogy in in the sense of understanding how trust works and how trust works with Google. So that's why, again, like, you know, if we have bad websites that are linking to us because you've paid someone into your SEO and they're not very reputable and they don't do a good job, then that's not going to help your SEO. But if you are learning how to apply the things that help Google to see that you are who you say you are, that will actually greatly help your SEO. So I am going to – I'll share that link one more time that if you do want more specialized help – and you want to um, you want to rank on Google a lot quicker and with a lot less frustration uh, than just trying to figure it out, figure it out on your own. Click that link. You'll you'll uh, you'll and I'm going to get the link just in a second. So be patient. I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> then you know, click the link. You'll be added to the newsletter. You will get some um, some emails, like a series of emails. And one of the emails actually has like free training in it. And the free training is really, really good. I've, I've had a lot of people be like, oh, my gosh, this is really simple. And a lot of people watch it. Um, Caitlin, who you may have seen her testimonial, she uh, she was a part of that specific training. And that's what her, made her want to actually be a part of the Easy SEO program. So, uh, so make sure you click the link, watch the free case study, and then also uh, you can book a call. And we can actually talk about streamlining your experience so that you can rank on Google a lot faster and without all the frustration. So I promise I'm going to post this link, but it's like it doesn't want me to post it again, and I don't know why. So if you all actually want to click it, you're going to have to be a little bit patient here because Facebook is not being my friend right now. Let's see if I got I think I can maybe get it from this way. Yeah, okay. I'm going to drop it like it's hot into the comments one more time in case anybody wants to go there. So go there. Like I said, um, I, I do try to screen people pretty well because we're, we're very, very serious about ranking on Google. This is not for the, the uh, you know, like if you're not serious about ranking on Google and you just want to dabble. Like I mentioned, I think dabbling in SEO is very much a waste of time. Just trying to improve your SEO here and there to me is very much a waste of time. You really want to hit the first page of Google. You really want to rank really well in Google Images. And so just doing all these little SEO improvement things that you can't measure very well and you you don't know for sure getting good results, those can be a huge time suck. And you can end up trying to treat Google like Instagram like we talked about earlier, and you spend all this time just kind of going, you know, oh, I'm just going to blog a lot or I'm just going to do all these little things. And, And Google's, like we talked about, it's just not like Instagram. It, Google's algorithm in, in the way they handle advertising just looks differently. But the, the, the cool thing is is that you can take advantage of that by putting in the upfront effort that's pretty minimal and then have the long-term ROI. Whereas with Instagram, 
um, you, you do have to keep on doing it over and over again. And as time goes on, we see that the algorithm favors those that are posting very consistently because they are actually competing with the paid ads. Whereas Google, it's got these little cages for ads, right? So that's, um, that's pretty much it, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Again, click the link, watch the case study, reach out by booking call. Love to talk with you more, and we can kind of go from there. Um, I will stay on here for like a couple more seconds because if you have questions, I do want to give you a time to go ahead and ask those questions now. So if you're still watching and you've got some questions for me, Drop them in the comments, and uh, I'm going to give just like a few minutes here because if you didn't know this, Facebook Live, when I'm running it through my computer, it's on. it, it delays it. So by the time I, by the time you see me saying something, it's probably been like 30 seconds since I actually said it. So, <laughs> so I try to be very patient, and if I don't answer your question right away, um, like, we're both being patient with each other, essentially. So, I am watching. I say, see, Samantha said, thank you. Awesome, Samantha. You are more than welcome, TJ. I think that's... Uh, TJ, you've been around here for a while. Uh, I think, right? You've been in the group for quite a while. Uh, it seems like maybe I saw you in, uh, in an earlier uh, Facebook Live we did. And uh, I think maybe we did an SEO audit for you one time. I think. Let me know if that was you, if I'm thinking correctly. I did see that uh, Talia joined. We had Christine in here. Marianne, hello, Marianne. Marianne's new to the Easy SEO program. Um, let's see. Josh, I don't know if Josh is still watching, but Josh, if you are, hello. Ashley, Ashley, it's been a while. I hope you're doing well. It's good to see you. Bojina, hello, Bojina. Lee, I know I already said your name once, but I like saying Lee's name. Awesome. Caroline, I don't know if you're still here, but thanks again for joining in. And uh, oh, we had Danny. We had Danny in here. Yeah, TJ said, yep, that's me. Okay, so I don't think we have any more questions. I've stayed on. Uh, oh, TJ, we didn't do an audit? He says, currently at the gym, but needed to watch. Hey, that's cool. No, that's absolutely fine. Well, um, you know, maybe next time then, TJ. Next time, we'll have to get you in on SEO audit. And I'm, I got to go because I do have to get to another appointment. So thank you, thanks again for everybody that joined and watched. I hope it was helpful. Let me know if you like these because if you uh, like these and you're enjoying them and you let me know, then I'm going to do them more, okay? So be sure to vocalize if you found these helpful because it does help, help me give feedback because I want to be doing what you all like, what you find is really helpful. So if you like this, go ahead and like it, you know, like actually push the like button because those things help. Alyssa, uh, Alyssa says, thank you. You're welcome. My pleasure, Alyssa. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I want to be a resource for you guys. I want to be here to be very, very helpful and hopefully save you lots of time and turn keywords into cash without frustration while actually having fun transforming your SEO. So again, thanks for watching and, uh, Look forward to spending time with you guys next time. Bye.